everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on this, the latest episode in School of Spirituality. I am your host, Michelle Baining, and today I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, grief. July is always a really hard time for me personally because it uh, marks the anniversary of when we lost our dog and Therefore, July and the months uh, leading up to July, I, I kind of always have this sense that it's hanging over me, right? That it's sitting out there um, like it's a, an insurmountable chore um, in the kindest sense of the word, like something that I have to deal with again. So my podcast this month is about soul healing after loss. Grief has so many faces. It can look like anger, depression, sorrow, regret, guilt. Um, Those are just a few deep emotions that you may feel after a significant loss. As we discussed last month, these challenging and big emotions are okay to feel. You just don't want to get stuck there. As I mentioned, A lot of grief within my life, like many people, but the most intense was in 2016 when we lost our dog, Maka. It was very unexpected. Um, My husband and I were completely devastated. He was our baby, and losing him was to us as painful as losing a human son or daughter. Now, just a brief aside, um, I truly see myself as a parent to all my animals, not their owner or keeper. Uh, This stems primarily from my deep regard and respect for all living things. I don't see my pets as items to be purchased or owned um, like many people do. I understand this viewpoint may be very different than what some of you believe, but I also have faith that our society as a whole is becoming more accepting of the beliefs of people like myself and is willing to broaden their concept of what a parent is. Okay. So now that that's done, back to grief. So in 2016, after we lost Maka for weeks, I couldn't go more than an hour without being completely overwhelmed by sadness. It seemed like anything and everything had the potential to set me off from finding a dog hair on the couch, walking past his food dish, getting into bed at night. You name it, it was triggering for me. After having him in our life for 12 years, it was physically painful to have him gone. I knew at the time that there were phases to grieving and that I should be moving through them, but I seemed to be fluctuating between depression and guilt. I never really felt angry or in denial, which is what you know, if you do a Google search for phases of grief, those two will come up. I never truly felt that, though I have finally, I believe, reached a sort of acceptance. All of this uh, process that I went through prompted me to spend some more time exploring my grief. Grief is very personal. Um, after losing Maka, my grief exploration led me to a deeper understanding of how personal grief is. No two people grieve the same, and honestly, it is nobody else's business how you grieve. 
thankfully for my husband and I, almost everyone was showing us unlimited love, compassion, and support, but I know that has not always been the case for other people, especially in regard to the loss of animals. I have heard a lot of people comment on the grieving process of others. Things like, why don't you just get a new dog? Or he should be over her by now, it was a year ago. Or it's only a rabbit. Stuff like that. Um, I am confused as to what the purpose of those words are. They may have been spoken to about, or maybe, unfortunately, by you at some point in your life but they really aren't comforting to the person grieving. They don't, quote, shake the person out of it. Um, the above phrases that I just said, uh, they do nothing but make the grieving person feel like they should not be feeling what they feel. And I know I spend a lot of time telling you to honor your feelings and I'm gonna do it again. There is nothing wrong with grieving. There is no right or wrong amount of time for you to grieve. Now, there is a fine line between taking the time you need and getting stuck in it. Regardless of where you may be in a grieving process, there may be a time when you're ready to transition from grief to healing your soul. You may have been in your grieving process for days, weeks, months, years, decades. This is okay. Whenever you are ready to move forward, here are some healing practices for you. You can plan special days, um, things like anniversaries, holidays, birthdays, gotcha days may trigger intense emotions, like I mentioned earlier um, with when we lost our dog, that day is in July, so that triggers a lot for me. On these days, it's important to do what feels right for you. That may be taking the day off work and crying on the couch, going to a location your animal or person loved, getting together with loved ones to honor the animal or person who has passed. I used to take off every day in July that we lost our dog from doing anything, and now I have transitioned to doing something to distract myself, so I am proud of that baby step. Um, I no longer spend the entire day sitting on the couch and crying. Uh, now I do something. Um, another process that might help you is to welcome in your feelings of common humanity. When we lost Maka, my husband and I felt alone. It seemed like everyone else was just going through life and everything was easy for them and that we were still, st we were so stuck in our grief. But it was a huge relief when we found an animal loss support group because we could freely discuss what we were going through and know that other people were going through it too. When you feel alone and overwhelmed, remember that every single living being on this planet has or will experience loss at some point. You may want to assign a tangible object like a crystal, a piece of jewelry, or a rock to carry with you as a reminder that we are truly never alone. I know it is very easy to say and much harder to actually believe and put into practice, but there are other people out there right now who are going through grief or the grieving process just like you are. Another healing practice is to connect with your loved one. You may do this through a crystal grid or tarot reading. 
Um, I have a tarot reading for connecting with ancestors or animals who have died um, available. I have a crystal grid. That's my crystal grid for July, working with grief to connect with those animal or people who have died. You could pray, you could meditate. You might want to write your loved one's letters and leave them in a special place. Even talking to your loved one out loud or in your head is powerful and therapeutic. You can choose ways that enhance your connection to your beloved animal or person. And doing that, praying, meditating, crystal grids, whatever feels right for you is a really powerful way. And last, please remember to be gentle with yourself. As I mentioned earlier, it took me almost seven years to come to some form of acceptance over Maka's death. That's a long time. Spending time exploring my grief, allowing my feelings to sit within me, accepting the support of others, all of those things have helped me get where I am today. That said, be gentle with yourself. I often tell clients that life is a river and grief is a huge boulder that appears in that river at the moment of a traumatic event. Over time, the water of the river of life wears the boulder down. It does get smaller, but it's always there. Life simply flows around it. You will always most likely continue to feel your grief in some way and feel as if your life is simply flowing around it. And that is okay. We all have unique life and grief experiences. If I can help guide you or support you, please don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you so much for listening today, friends. Um, I hope you learned something. I hope you took away some things that you can put into your own practice. And I will see you next month. Namaste.